Hello, I'm Pedro Diaz, and this is SEO in 2023. Pedro, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? Oh boy. Uh, well, given the recent Google updates, and, and it kind of lines up with what I already had in mind, it, it would be like focused on being selective, being selective uh, regarding on terms of quality that you put out. Uh, SEOs are going to be are going to be more, you know, scrutinizing more the kind of pages that they are creating, the kind of content that they are producing. You know, uh, and and probably not so much focuses or I mean, without taking, but it, it, the focus will not will not be increased on technicals on the technical side as much as it will be on the on the qualitative side of things. And this, you know, pairs up nicely with the last conversations that we've been having around, you know, UX and, and, and all the areas that surround UX. Because in the end, and if you look at Peter Morville's UX honeycomb, you'll see that at the center is something called value. Uh, it's something called uh, yeah, it's valuable, and it's surrounded by all the other disciplines that we have already discussed, like uh, you know, usability, findability, and desirability, and and, and and anything else that surrounds it. And to be able to create value, you need to you know hit all of those areas. Otherwise, you will just leave stuff on the table, uh, and that's I think where SEOs will be kind of focusing, and they will be probably exploring areas within the UX realm. So let's dive into your initial statement, be selective, and what that needs, what that really means in practice. So you mentioned pages and content there as well. Being selective in pages, what, what does that mean? Does that mean that you shouldn't publish a page unless it's absolutely necessary or something else? Well, more or less. Probably we'll sh- people will be more mindful before they you know, go about and say, okay, let's create pages for this or for that. And they will make sure that what they want to put on those pages is to some extent like valuable and helpful because that's, you know, Google is kind of hinting people that that's what they want on their index. They're, Google is being also selective on their, what they want to, to index. You know, in the early days of SEO, we, we would be on the mode, on the modus operandi of like discoverability and, you know, discover all the content, index everything because the, the web was very new and websites were less kind of accessible. We were using technologies that kind of were like not, wouldn't obey conventions. And so now we have a more spread, kind of use of good technologies because we know that you know some some things should obey certain criteria for development and it's hard today to launch a website that is not minimally optimized in some way uh, that wouldn't happen in the old days you would just launch a website and you'd have to worry uh, a lot about if you're going to be findable and if search engines would going to be able to Uh, extract information from your technologies. Nowadays, that's not so on your top of your mind anymore. Um, You launch a website and it's already like half-baked into what you need to do. So, and because of this, search engines can start to be more picky regarding what they select to be indexed and, and ranked. They, before search engines had like, they would 
crawl everything and they would, for example, in the old days, Google would add, would have different uh, indexes where they would index stuff that they would say people search quite often, an index where they would throw stuff that they would say people don't search this stuff as much, but we will just keep it in there just in case. So I think we are turning to a stage where Google search engines are saying we don't even need to index this because we know that it's not going to be useful for anyone. So people are going to be more, more mindful about you know, I'm going to invest money and put an effort on producing on producing something. I might as well be sure, make sure that it's going to be worthy of being like crawled and in, and index is going to come back to me and make me some create some value to me as a business. Understood. So I think that's that's going to be the the focus where SEOs are going to be with their minds more switched into the qualitative side of things and and assessing. Is this page valuable? Is this technology that I'm using, that's producing all these pages on a, you know, on a, on a mass scale, actually like working as it should be working? Can I improve it in terms of that those pages are better quality? So uh, all the quality bells and whistles. I think it's going to be the most of the SEO focus on next year. So what you're essentially saying is that most CMSs nowadays, something like WordPress, will have really decent SEO baked in and the difference between you and a competitor is not going to be some plugin that's going to give you slightly more enhanced SEO. It's it's going to be a much more effective or relevant, more appealing piece of content to the target consumer compared with your competitors. Yeah, we can already see that. But if you, if you look at WordPress, like even if you install WordPress without any plugins, you can easily have like friendly URLs, which in the old days were like something hard to do because you'd have to kind of do rewrites on your server and configure Apache and the HTXS and whatever to you know output those uh, friendly URLs. Nowadays, it's out of the box. So as we you know, as technologies progress, uh, you know, WordPress has like sitemaps built in already almost. You don't even need like a, almost a plugin to, to generate them anymore. So we are, you know, tearing down the hurdles, the technical hurdles that would prevent something to be technically correct. And um, Google said that they would never prefer anything technically correct over something that's qualitatively better. So they will always like prefer something that it's as a higher quality over something that is technically correct. Otherwise, spam would kind of spam at scale would would work a lot more than it were than than it does. It still does. It's, it still can exploit some holes in the in, in in Google's algorithms, but not as you could do in the the old days. So yes, and I think this drives the SEO mind also to the side of tearing down or or, or kind of. Uh, being a, a bit more critical of their own pages and looking at their own sites and saying, um, maybe I could add some more value to this page because this is not enough, good enough. And it's not necessarily stuff like more text or more more words, or, or it's, it's more about, does this help the user accomplish the task that I'm putting this page out for? Because if you think about a website, Every page should have a purpose. It should have. It should fulfill a purpose. Even the about page has a purpose. Like it has a purpose of presenting the people that are behind the website or whatever to the user. 
And if you think about the purpose of every page, you should make sure that it's accomplished. Uh, otherwise, it falls short of, of, of it, uh, no matter how technically sane or, or well implemented it is. So you've, you, you mentioned there, does this content help the user? How do we measure if it helps the user? Well, that's another thing that uh, SEOs are going to be discovering, that probably they should not look as much as chasing algorithms. They should probably speak to their user base more. And it's like, I know that a lot of big companies have UX teams inside, and UX teams usually are split into people that do UX studies, and they, they kind of look at the user journey and then kind of think about how the user experience spans around that. And there are people that do UX research. And these people kind of interview other people. They, they, they kind of call people in to a video interview and they ask them, um, what do you think our website lacks? What do you, is it hard to navigate on our website? Which website do you prefer? So I think SEOs should actually team up more with UX research folks or try to understand more of their, who are their users so they can more easily kind of spot or, or, or define what their users want to do, what is success of, of, for the happiness of their users or for uh, what users want to accomplish on their websites. Because sometimes you just launch a, launch a web page and we assume a lot of stuff. We assume that users have the same kind of general culture that we have. Uh, and they are going to understand everything that we put on our pages uh, because we are, you know, it, can, it cannot be more simple than what I'm already putting. Sometimes it can, it just, you are kind of biased in your own way because you, you learned your, to interpret your your world in one way because you have a certain, you know, savviness for technology or for whatever you know, and not everyone is, is at the same level that you are. So you need to understand more how your use, how the distribution on how your user base is literate about the topic that you are talking about. So, and, and that can only be done by speaking to your users, doing some kind of surveys to understand what your users, uh, what page your users are, if they're happy or unhappy and so on. So yeah, I, I used to be a fan of using the, the website usertesting.com where people could record like like short videos on their first experience of using a website. But I, I guess you're not really talking about people experiencing a website for the first time. You're actually talking about people who are existing users or customers of that business. Is, is, that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And accomplishing specific tasks. Uh, think yourself as a business and, you know, split down which tasks do you want your users to accomplish within your business. So if you are like a, a credit kind of, you know, a, a bank or a credit card business, you want your users to be able to kind of really distinguish the benefits of the credit lines or cards that you are offering. So you need to kind of to understand how literate are people in that area of understanding credit. Uh, are they kind of advanced users, like investing users, or they're like users that have no idea how inflation works or how interest works. So you need to kind of uh, assess the baseline and knowledge of your users and put out the content accordingly. Because the mistake that SEOs do usually is like, okay, I'm going to be the most complete that I can. I'm going to write this page with 7,000 words, which is going to cover from how the world was created until the evolution of the species and we're traveling to space. And sometimes the user just wants how the wheel was invented. And you, like, 
you created a whole page that has a lot of fluff around that the user doesn't need because they just want the part that where the wheel was invented and then you are creating, giving them the content. Here is everything. You you find it. No, it, it should be the other way around. You should be delivering to the user what they want. Absolutely. I mean, countless times I've been on a search engine looking for a specific query and an answer to that and then going to a web page. There's so much text on there, can't find it. Off again, onto another web page instead. That's where we got complaining about recipe websites, right? You kind of mm. try to find a recipe on the internet yep. and you land off the, on this website that tells you... Then the history you, of the oh, piece this, of food instead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, these lemons from Cecily were created under this, you know, magnificent, you know, sun that... <laughs> and you don't, you don't want this. You just want the, the recipe. Yeah. So you mentioned... UX teams and UX research quite a bit there. You also mentioned usability earlier. Is is usability interchangeable with UX or what's the difference between them both? So usability is usability is inside UX. UX oversees everything. UX is how users experience something. You know, the the, the perception that users have overall over the how easy it is to use your website, how pretty it is, how use how valuable it is to me, how desirable how it is to me. So UX is a much broader area. UX exists even outside the digital world. So it's something that permeates digital and non-digital realms. Usability is more like defining on how usable something is, like is it intuitive for me to get into your website and I automatically understand that this is a menu, this is a search box, this is like a, a drop-down, this is a form that can be submitted uh, without me thinking too much. And it's it, it taps on that premise that don't make me think uh, that Stephen Craig published the book about. So usability is a, more, a much more tangible thing. It's You could say that you know, usability is a tactic, and UX is a strategy. So it, it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a broader it's a broader thing. You shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023. So probably in being worried about you know how long is is the content that that on my website is it not long enough? Is it is it long enough? And assuming that length of content and, and being useful is just like adding more stuff to a page. All these misconceptions that stem from chasing Google's algorithms, I think it's a bit counterproductive. It's just wasting 90%. So every time I go into Twitter, I see a tweet about how Google's algorithms and how this should be, uh, people should be uh, analyzing how, you know, the ups and downs that of, of this algorithm. And sometimes this is so counterproductive and, and it kind of takes your time of something that it's really obvious. And you know already where Google is heading, where Google is going, which is, you know, the happiness of your users. So if you speak to your users instead of chasing Google, you'd probably be in a much better position because you'd be on par with what Google is after. So I'm not saying switch your SEO mindset off. No, I mean, by all means, keep yourself informed. Just don't, you know, go overboard and kind of put the most of your time towards overanalyzing Google algorithms and put most of your time towards analyzing your users and speaking to your users and tapping into the, all these 
UX areas that are going to be much more helpful. Pedro Diash is head of organic growth at Autovia, and you can find him over at pedrodiash.net. Pedro, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thanks for having me, David. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. Thank you.